Blatchman and joining us today is 2019 sixth round pick by the Anaheim Ducks, a 2000 born, six foot five, 210 pound specimen, incoming freshman at the University of Minnesota Duluth from St. Paul, Minnesota. Currently sitting in his truck, William Francis. Welcome to the pod. How are we doing today, Nico? We're doing great, man. And actually, it's funny that you're sitting in your truck for the pod right now because. I actually reached out to one of your um, teammates, Grant Silianoff, who uh, who came on the pod, and he told me that you're a big truck guy and that you absolutely love your truck. So when you texted me that, I definitely had a chuckle. For sure. Yeah, I mean, where I live, a little north of the city here, uh, definitely, definitely something a lot of guys take pride in. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. I mean... Um, you mentioned that actually you were riding the tractor today. Is that your? Is that like what you do as a little summer job, or is that? Or do you live on a farm? Uh, yeah, summer job. I do a lot of uh, kind of lawn, garden, landscape work. So I was out on the uh, on the tractor yesterday. About today, we were on the, in the bobcat running around, but got a little stormy, so I had to pack her up. But uh, yeah, no. No, you're a literal, you're a literal six, you're a literal six foot five, two hundred and ten pound like farmer boy. Yeah, 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 it's safe to say for sure. Yeah, I mean that's unreal, dude. Guys, like, I mean, do you know Bubba Thompson? Yeah, no, I know him. He's down, uh, down from Waysville. Yeah, exactly. So he's a buddy of mine, and and that's the only thing I could think of when I think of when I look at your size on paper and everything that you're telling me about being a, a farm boy, but um. Can you actually like so? For those who don't know, me and me and Will actually don't really know each other. We were connected um, by a good friend, by a great guy, Avi. Um, Avi trains guys in Minnesota, a sick trainer um, for skills. So if you're looking to improve your skills out there, hit Avi up. But um, yeah, basically, Avi told me actually a funny story too. Um, and he said that the first time you guys skated together about four four years ago. Um, you were flying uh, to to escape, and you got pulled over two different times. Yep, down in uh, Burnsville, it was like 45 minutes from me, and we had a really skate, uh, kind of right, right after school, and I was bombing out of there, and got pulled over right before I got onto the freeway for speeding, and then while I was going down to Burnsville, down on the interstate, got yanked over again, and ended up being a little late, but... <laughs> yeah, that was definitely that was definitely a good story. He texted me and asked me where I was. Oh my uh, god, that's hilarious! Yeah. Coming down there, so <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. I actually I don't even know if he knows this, and he's for sure gonna listen to this pod. So I'm sorry if you didn't know this, Avi. But um, when I was in Minnesota one summer, staying with him and um, training with him, obviously, um, I was I borrowed his car and I actually got pulled over on the highway and got a nice ticket. I ended up paying it off and everything. I don't remember if I told him, but um. <laughs> There she is. I, I feel like Minnesota police out there on the highway, they just get you, dude. Like, here in Miami, there's, uh, I feel like they're easy to spot out. But when I was in Minnesota, I mean, I, I, I was I was much safer after that. I mean, I didn't even see the guy coming. Yeah, they got their spots. And we don't have any, like, traffic cameras here. So they, uh, they're, they're definitely 
we're definitely sneaky and out to get you. Yeah, I mean, can you talk about your experience playing Minnesota high school hockey? If I'm not mistaken, you're actually the first guy to come on the pod that played Minnesota high school hockey. We had one guy, Darian Hansen, that played Minnesota high school hockey, but he said that his team wasn't um, good at all or something like that. But um, we had a lot of Minnesota guys that, for example, went to Shattuck or, or went somewhere else to play. And um, the big thing we always talk about is why not Minnesota high school hockey? And they always say that there's a little part of them that kind of wishes they would have been able to experience that. And um, you, you obviously played in the USHL last season, but you got to experience Minnesota high school hockey for two years. And if I'm not mistaken, um, you went to the tournament, did you? Or, or, or does playoffs, is that not the tournament? Yeah, we made it down to the X. Um, and so, yeah, I went to Centennial High School. Um, we were one of the one of the kind of probably mid-sized, maybe smaller double A schools for the for the big league. Um, and uh, yeah, we made it down to the tournament. Um, we had a solid squad, good team, uh, kind of same group of guys ever since we were peewees, bams, high school, same group. So we definitely had the uh, had the chemistry on and off the ice, I'd say. Um, and just uh, you know, a solid group of guys um, in the locker room and on the ice. We kind of just got the job done. We we're all competitive, and kind of the conference we play in. Um, the uh, split into two halves, and there's one half which is kind of more of the single A, uh, kind of lower lower half of the conference, and some of our practices probably are more competitive than those games were, honestly. Really? Um, and uh, yeah, playing an attorney is something else. Like you skate out there for the first time, and I was uh, I was warm enough to goalie, and I just kept on looking up and up and up, and it seemed like the uh, seemed like the seats were kind of never ending. Um, yeah. Up there and then, yeah, we had a we had a good experience. One uh, had a little upset on uh, Thursday night against St. Thomas, so we got a little private school upset for for us fellows up here. And uh, then on Saturday, we ended or Friday, we ended up losing to uh, Minnetonka. We ended up winning it, but yeah, the tourney is definitely something probably I'll never forget. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's there's really no way to explain it unless you're unless you're there. Yeah, I mean your 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 freshman year, I think that was six, 16, 17. Was that your freshman year? That's that was my sophomore. Okay, so your sophomore year, um, that on elite pro, on elite prospects, that's the first time you were on Centennial High. Is that correct? Yep. All right, so your sophomore year, you played twenty five games. You had two goals, nine assists for eleven points as a defenseman, pretty solid. But the following year, you come back. You're an assistant captain. You put up 31 points in 25 games as a defenseman, and that's actually the year that you went to the tourney, if I'm not mistaken, and had a couple points there. So um, can you talk about your development from your first year to your second year? Obviously a huge jump for you. You tripled your points pretty much. And um, can you talk about the experience as well of, of playing for your high school? I mean, living at home and playing for your high school because... I'm from Florida. I'm from Miami, Florida. I don't know if you know that, but I'm here right now. But I went yep. to Shattuck, and when, when I went to Shattuck, um, you know, we were the hockey players at the school. But there was a lot of teams, and there was a lot of sick players. You know what I mean? A lot of players for for girls to choose from. And, and you, you're playing for your high school hockey team, and it's high-level hockey. And uh, that, that girls to choose from was a joke, by the way. But the, it's high-level <laughs> hockey, and you also get to live at home and like, you know, everybody kind of knows that it's a big deal over there, but you get to yeah. stay home because a lot of people don't get to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, kind of going from uh, sophomore to junior year there, um, definitely, 
definitely, I'd have to give it out to Avi a lot. Uh, we were working two or three times a week that entire summer and into the fall. I wasn't, uh, or I was playing elite league then that fall and that helped a ton, but me and Avi are still working and he's probably the guy I give the most credit to, um, on ice training, uh, the stuff we've worked on has helped my game tremendously. Um, but also it's kind of going into that next season. You know, I, 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 I kind of had that bad taste in my mouth from the year before of losing in the section final. And then on top of that coming in, I'd say it was a little more swagger and kind of cockiness uh, behind my game. Um, I was just kind of able to uh, kind of play a good offensive role and was able to contribute um, both ends of the ice um, and kind of just help our team win and we ended up in the state tournament but yeah I'd say for sure playing in Minnesota like I played football growing up and maybe we got more fans to that game but hockey's a it's a a different beast um especially where I went to high school where we're known for uh for hockey and uh those big games against our rivals whether it's Blaine uh those Elk River games are always big and Andover kind of the close uh, conference games there like those were packed and whenever there's something whether it's a block shot big hit goal anything um they, you definitely felt the whole uh whole rank there kind of explode wow so man just play in front of kind of a yeah the, the whole community there everyone's out to support yeah everyone knows who you are uh, so that's a positive and a minus uh depending on which which uh which <laughs> way you put it or what you put outside of the absolutely so, yeah, absolutely there's definitely nothing like it no, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's a plus and a minus when everybody knows you in the place where you play. Absolutely, I'd have to agree with that. We've had guys come on, talk about how um, they like playing in places where nobody really knows them. And, uh, I mean, you know, I'm for both. I mean, it sucks when you uh, get caught doing things that you don't want to get caught doing. But at the same time, it's nice to feel that, uh, it's nice to feel like you're on a bit of a pedestal, I think. It's uh, it's always good for the for the confidence. But um, the following year after you... Uh, you dummied uh, the high school hockey in Minnesota your junior year. You got drafted in the USHL um, third or fourth round, I believe, and then uh, by Cedar Rapids, and you played You played that season your senior year of high school. Um, instead of going to Minnesota high school, you played uh, in the USHL. And um, can you talk a bit about your decision to leave Minnesota high school? Was that a no-brainer for you, or was that a tough decision? Yeah, I think after making the tournament there, um, every other year for me growing up, uh, Kind of when I was a uh, first-year Peewee in Bantam, uh, we always had a great team, made the state tournaments, and then the year after that was uh, kind of the opposite. Didn't really have much of a, much of a supporting cast around me. Um, and uh, after I made the tourney that year and kind of knew that we, our chances were slim to make it the year after, I was uh, I was ready to you know keep on developing and play with guys who had the same aspirations I have, which is you know playing college hockey and then. Making it, uh, making it pro and playing in the NHL, um, and that was kind of a no-brainer for me after the state tournament. Uh, it was kind of just, kind of just have a, a decision of where I was drafted to and kind of the fit. And Cedar Rapids was definitely the perfect fit for me. Awesome, dude! Awesome. And you go in there and uh, eighteen, nineteen, and you played fifty-nine games, two goals, eight assists, ten points as a D. Um, that's a tough league to get points in, by the way. Just gonna add that. Um, I had a, I had a couple games there and never had a point, but. You added 131 PIMS, which is probably my favorite part um, about reading your whole stats today, um, is that. 59 games, 131 PIMS. So can you talk about your game? Can you describe the game that you play? Because obviously, like I mentioned, I don't know you. I've actually never seen you play. So can you um, yeah. can you just describe your game for us? 
Yeah, I'd say that anyone that plays against me definitely would uh, agree it's probably not probably not too fun by the end of the night. But uh, you know, I, I think I play have kind of come into more of a two way guy. Whereas in high school, I was kind of all offense. Um, I uh, kind of maintained that steady two-way game with a physical presence on the ice with the size I have. And then also kind of, I'd say, it's just some sneaky skill that it's not underrated, but more uh, more like you don't see it coming um, as a kind of an opposing uh, opposing player. But, yeah, just a solid uh, two-way guy that plays consistent and is reliable every night. Love that, dude. And I know that sneaky skill comes straight from Avi, dude. I know that comes from yeah. there. <laughs> And because uh, that, that guy, that's a lot of skill, dude. He knows how to develop skilling guys. And actually, after that season with 10 points and 131 pims, you get drafted in the National Hockey League by the Anaheim Ducks. Like, that's that's unreal, dude. I just got goosebumps saying that. But um, can you talk about yeah. that experience? And, and did you go to the draft, or were you at home with your family? Yeah, I, uh, I w- actually went out with my family. We made a kind of a trip out of it. Uh, flew into Seattle and kind of drove the uh, – Pacific Coaster, but but going into the season um, in Cedar Rapids, I uh, I was just looking to get a scholarship. I was still uncommitted at the time. hadn't really had uh, I didn't have any offers on the table. Um, had some interest from teams talking to the college teams, but uh, kind of nothing nothing set in stone yet. So kind of going into there, just looking to get a scholarship, and then ending the way it did was definitely definitely uh, you know an awesome experience. And headed out to the draft um, was something else. Uh, just making a good trip out of it and uh yeah being there being there for sure um was definitely something else like you sit there for a while the first day there friday and watch those first rounders go and that's pretty absurd and then the next day came and kind of getting a little anxious as it goes on and you finally hear your name and kind of you know everything uh everything clears your mind and you're just kind of filled with filled with emotions um not expecting at that beginning of the year to even be on anyone's radar just looking to looking to play college hockey and then having it uh end up that way is something special yeah definitely dude especially if it's not something you were thinking about like that's insane dude that's awesome but um what i really want to get into is actually wait actually before we get into that can you give us um what was your first nhl camp like yeah development camp last year is unbelievable um anaheim has a brand new facility there and uh that's probably probably has to be one of the best facilities in the league for sure and one of the best facilities i've uh, i've seen in person um but yeah i think it was awesome like i came in there kind of knowing what to expect you know expecting us to be tough um but in a way it was, it was tough but they focused a lot on just development and stuff that you can work on when you go back and also just being surrounded by like the head coach dallas eakins both assistants um kind of having their entire staff there helping you out was uh was definitely special and learned a lot there and then also being surrounded by so many tremendous players max jones troy terry those guys were both there and they're playing the entire season in the nhl last year comtois was there he's playing most of the games in the nhl and just being on the ice with some of those guys was uh, something special yeah definitely i can't imagine i actually played against comtois in the queue and and uh wow he's a special player but um what i want to really get into after and this is what i'm actually excited to talk about i'm not excited that it happened but i'm excited to talk about it we had a guy that came on the pod actually that released today um today it's, it's the tuesday before it's the 14th so um we released a pod today with uh, sam dove mcfalls who actually got drafted in the nhl in the third or fourth round i believe by philadelphia and then the following year had a huge leg injury 
um, I, I think it was an MCL tear, if I'm not mistaken, um, the year after his draft year and played 29 games in the queue that year um, before his season got finished. And you kind of have a similar experience there where you had your NHL draft year and then the following year you, you were only able to play um, 10 games played. And I did some research there and read that you uh, actually were injured with a broken knee. So can you talk about the experience of, you know, you just got drafted in the National Hockey League. You're going into your, your second season in the USHL with probably a ton of confidence. Just had an NHL camp, NHL draft. And um, ready to ready to show what you got, and and ten games in, I'm assuming you know broken knee. So can you talk about that whole experience, and then the mental battle that you had to go through, and and coming back? For sure, yeah. I guess uh, kind of after the camp there, just given so much information, but regardless if it's on ice, off ice, and nutrition, um, I was in the best shape of my life last uh, September coming into camp. Um, ton of confidence like feeling great off the ice on the ice and uh yeah 10 games in um i was given more of an offensive role you know i'm, I'm feeling good i was playing good too and uh kind of heating up um right before uh my injury happened i was just in practice and it was actually a torn meniscus i was just working on power play with my assistant coach after practice uh it ended up just like snapping my meniscus and it slid into my knee joint there um so yeah it's definitely something something I've never had to really deal with before. Um, so I went back home the next week, got a, or maybe it was even the next day, went right back home, um, was able to get into one of the uh, top doctors here in, this, in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, um, top orthopedic surgeons, and had surgery within the next week. Um, and yeah, and then up there kind of gave me a, kind of gave me a, you know, a battle right in front of my face to get back into, a, back into hockey rehab. Um, and get back to the game, but I think mentally, it'll, you know, for me, it, the only way you can face something like that's head on, and uh, for me, you know, it's it's kind of doing whatever it takes um, to get back. So it was definitely uh, definitely a rocky road at first, first six weeks, couldn't even really put much weight on it, um, and then I was able to ditch those crutches, and uh, kind of it was kind of go all going um, uphill from there. So oh yeah, yeah so definitely. What? definitely something weird though no yeah i mean i just um like you mentioned i mean you just mentioned that that's your first injury i actually just had my first injury as well so um it's 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 crazy to think like you're always that guy that sees people getting injured around you because guys get injured in hockey all the time and i was always that guy that's yeah. like man what's up with their bodies like i'm just playing and i'm <laughs> not getting injured like what's up with these guys like they're band-aids and then finally it, 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 it happens to me and it's like, fuck, man, this is this is like way different than I thought because it's not only like you're working, you're like you're doing work, like you're trying to learn how to do simple things all over again and it's just so annoying. And um, yeah. and but can you run me through like what your rehab was like? What kind of things did they have you doing for knee rehab? I've never um I've never really like known anyone that 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 did that or sorry you said it was your meniscus i don't know why i read knee yeah it's meniscus is just a ligament in the knee but some of the uh some of the stuff i had going on was like literally just laying on a flat bed or flat those little uh training tables and literally just doing a leg lift like six inches up in the air and I, really and sometimes i'm just sitting there just like what am i doing because yeah. i'm used to you know i'm used to going to the gym running squatting biking uh, kind of the whole the whole thing, you know. You're doing weights and 
Verano lost flexibility, and now like I'm in a locked brace where I can't even can't even bend my knee yet. So uh, it's definitely definitely just super awkward at first. I think would be the best word. Not really weird, just something you're not used to, just awkward. And uh, yeah, as time went on, I'm able to get more flexibility back. The first uh, I think it was eight to twelve weeks, I wasn't even supposed to go past ninety without. And that's like with with no weight on it, and just like getting it bent to get your to get your range of motion back. Um, so yeah, it's definitely kind of just super simple at first, and then once you're kind of cleared um, to start squatting and stuff, and just like even just doing that as a body weight or one legged, like everything kind of feels normal again. And that muscle memory was huge for me. Um, I was lucky enough that everything was just firing right away, so. It kind of came back pretty quick, I would say. Nice. Um, and yeah, so that, that stuff was good. Yeah, and and what are you doing now? Like, do, are you full? Are you a hundred percent right now, or are you still working your way back? Well, I'm still uh, still working my way back a little bit, um, just because I just uh, just finished up kind of my first two phases here of uh, of leukemia treatment. Um, oh, really? Last Thursday. Yeah. Wow, dude. Wow. Uh, I definitely had a after the draft. I would say my next my next eight months were uh, were pretty unplanned. Uh, tearing my meniscus, and then while I'm like training and getting back, feeling so fatigued and tired, and then all of a sudden being diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, the last three months were pretty tough, and I kind of lost a lot of muscle. But the last uh, week here, I've uh, been gaining it back, and kind of was off chemo for a week couple of weeks ago maybe two weeks ago or a week ago and i was able to gain eight pounds back just between skating every day working out and just eating like a madman so um all that stuff kind of plays hand in hand but yeah wow. I mean, i'm feeling great now i wouldn't say i'm quite a hundred but definitely just getting back out there and kind of getting all my muscle back and the edges um all that stuff's coming back pretty quick wow dude wow man i just got goosebumps dude like it's so crazy how people People don't know shit, man, because people would would look at you and be like, yo, this guy's got it good. He's fucking, you know, went to high school hockey, went to the USHL, drafted the National Hockey League. But, man, talk about battling adversity right after the NHL draft, like an injury and then getting diagnosed with leukemia. So, like, can you talk about that experience? Like, what, what was that like, getting diagnosed with leukemia? And then, like, were you just like, holy fuck, like, are you sure that this is me? Yeah, that's that's almost exactly how I went. So uh, I was up in Duluth for the second semester, spring semester here, as last year, and uh, I was just training down at the rink, um, doing my new rehab also at a rehab facility, and then also you know, kind of doing a lot of upper body weights. I was probably in the best shape of my life upper body wise um, this last January and February, um, and I guess kind of also in the middle of February hit, and I it started just with a sore throat. When to get checked out, they said, oh, you just have a virus, like, you'll be fine. And it just, like, continued to get worse. So then I went back in a week later, and they uh, treated me for tonsillitis. And I started taking a, I forgot what it was, like amoxicillin or something. Yeah, like an antibiotic. Yeah, and uh, it went away. And, like, my throat's feeling great, but then my body was just, like, I was feeling tired and fatigued all the time. And I always thought, oh, maybe the antibiotic is just kind of maybe wearing on my body a little bit, but like, it's great. My throat's feeling better. Yeah. And I was, it would be weird. I'd be working out in the gym, like hopping on the assault bikes 
And then all of a sudden, like, I would just go black. And I was, like, blacking out. I'm like, what is going on? And so then we were on spring break, and I had to go home to see my surgeon on a Monday. And on Monday, I was cleared to skate. I got ice that day, um, and I was able to get ice the next day. And I was just doing a simple, like, skating drill just because I just got cleared, just, like, skating up and down the ice maybe a couple turns. And I would do a skating drill, and I'd have to go sit down for a few minutes because I thought I was, like, going to pass out. And then I was just thinking, like, oh, you know, I haven't skated since November, and it was March at the time. And I was like, oh, it makes sense. Maybe it's, like, a little out of shape. And then that week, uh, I went up to my cabin with my family and went on a little snowmobile trip, too. Um, I kind of just progressively got worse and worse, like, with the fatigue, and I was just sleeping all the time. I wasn't myself. And then my, like, appetite started going away, and I was like, yeah, and, like, I'm not sure. I was just let's just go see if I, if I have mono. Like, I'm tired all the time. And so we go in and get a test, and uh, they, like, drew a bunch of blood labs. They even tested me. That, that's kind of right when the coronavirus hit, so they were all freaked out about coronavirus. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, all that uncertainty around it, too. And so got tested for that, and nurses and the doctor were in full scrubs, masks, shields, the whole thing. Um, huh. And then, uh, yeah, I, mean, I was sitting there, and the doctor comes in in his street clothes, and I was like, what happened? what the hell? <laughs> and then he, uh, he starts kind of talking, you know, and we're, I'm just like listening and he's like, he's kind of running on and on. And we're, there's really like no perfect, like no point in what he said yet. And I was like, hey, I'm like, look, like there's something wrong. Like you can just tell me, you know, I consider myself to be a pretty mentally strong person. Like whatever you're going to tell us is wrong. Like I can, I can handle it. You know what I mean? Um, and I think a lot of, a lot of hockey guys would be the same way. They can just be like, look, just, just tell us what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I, yeah, I'm sitting there, and he's like, well, your blood, like, you, we took your blood counts, and your white blood cell is at 178,000. And I'm like, well, okay, well, what does that mean? You yeah, know, what's that, dude? I have no, is that like, normal? Oh, yeah, I have no idea. And he's like, well, normal would be around 10,000. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> and I'm like, do you have, I'm like, you should run run it again. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we already have ran it again. I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, like, what does that mean? And then he said, well, it points to like a few different things, but my thought off your uh, symptoms is like it points to leukemia. And so at this point, like, I am up in northern Minnesota, uh, probably like 40 minutes from the border, kind of nowhere near the city. It's like out in the middle of, middle of nowhere almost. And uh, then I just hop in an ambulance with my dad and we get, hospitalized down in uh down in minneapolis that night so wow. it's definitely like quick change of events and like i don't know i just kind of was like it probably it didn't even really hit me until maybe like two weeks after my treatment when i started to kind of start feeling just weaker from chemotherapy and uh kind of like see some of the side effects there but yeah it was definitely something else um i don't know i mean i'm doing great now and it feels like I could say that it felt like yesterday that I was being told that, but it's also been four months now, and it felt like a year. Uh, so there's times where I kind of feel both sides of that. But the important part is now, last Thursday, I was given the uh, given the, the news I was cancer-free. They can't detect any in my bone marrow, and I'm feeling great. So Fucking rights, man. Congratulations, yeah. dude. That's huge. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's huge. Huge relief, too. Now I'm just kind of full speed ahead. Uh, getting back to the game and kind of getting my body back to what it was uh, before this whole deal. Wow, dude, that's fucking awesome, man. I'm so happy for you. And now you're getting ready to uh, to go into uh, Minnesota Duluth, which is what your goal was originally to get a Division One scholarship. And here you are going to a sick school in Minnesota. 
uh, playing Division One hockey. So talk about like going into Minnesota Duluth this year as a freshman, like what 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 you're looking forward to. I mean, obviously you've had a lot of stuff to battle through, so um, you're probably very um, very looking forward to just going there and, and and being healthy and being able to play the game. For sure, and uh, yeah, for me, I'll be a medical redshirt. Uh, at least for the first semester, and we'll see how things are for second semester this year. But, uh, okay. yeah, I mean, th- th- when I committed, I was pumped up wanting to go to Duluth since I was a little kid. Uh, I had, like, an Instagram post from 2010 or 2011, like, with a picture of Amsoy Arena and said, hoping to play here someday. Wow, so dude. To get the chance. <laughs> pretty unreal to get the chance seven years later down the road to uh, – to commit to a school like that and obviously the kind of last few years here that they've had it's uh probably recognized as you know one of the top schools in college hockey and i think that they have the best coaching staff um across the across the nation here in college hockey um definitely from a fan base standpoint it doesn't get much better than that they're packing Ansel every every weekend and uh yeah i mean i got to know some of the guys um that'll be there next year this uh spring semester I was just up there and just a great group of guys up there so I'm super excited just to get on the ice and I think that uh, the style they play fits me pretty well with the NCHC conference absolutely dude and and what are you going to be studying over there or do you have no idea yet I'm still undecided but uh, probably something along the lines of business I'm not really sure which kind of branch or field I want to get into yet but uh, I still got a little bit of time to, uh, to figure it out Absolutely, and um, actually, I, I mentioned your uh, your your former teammate Grant Silinoff earlier in the pod, but he actually gave me another thing. He said, "Franny," he said, "quote unquote," he said, "Franny's a table guy. He's the guy that builds mafia the tables." That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, down in uh, down in uh, CR, we we played. Uh, I think we played. We played. We're in blue, or we played Central Illinois. And uh, that, this was the year that they were folding as a team, and so we played them last regular season game. And uh, it was uh, Saturday, and we went into whatever rink that is and walked out with a shutout and two points, and we were pretty fired up because we locked down home ice advantage for the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, there's a table in the middle of the room like there is kind of every time you're away. And I don't know, next thing you knew, I was on uh, on a chair jumping on her. So <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty unreal, but... And uh, Coach Carlson walking in, probably not having a clue what was going on. But, yep, that was uh, that was something else. But probably more just just in celebration of, uh, you know, securing home ice for the playoffs and getting the sweep that weekend. I love that, dude. I already know what kind of guy you are in the locker room, and I fucking love it. Um, so um, here's one of my – here's my favorite question. This is how we usually wrap it up. So if you have uh, a junior hockey story, I mean, that was a pretty good one, a little Bill's Mafia after – after a sweep, after a game, but um, fave junior hockey story, if you got one um, from the USHL. Yeah, I, I think I got a pretty good one from uh, CR with Silly and I and a few other guys. And I don't think, I don't think I'm going to get anybody in trouble for this. This is a great one, actually. So awesome. In Cedar, Cedar Rapids, probably like 20, 30 minutes from University of Iowa there, and uh, we were sweeping a few weekends in a row in like the middle of January or February, and we went out to this place to eat. Uh, called Shorts. It's like a burger place. And then, you know, any place like that is obviously going to have like maybe a little reputation of being a place, you know, kids our age would go drink or something, but yep. we really weren't drinking at all. And during season, I don't drink at all. And uh, 
we were down there, and uh, I came back to the rink because we'd all meet at the rink and take one car down there. I don't know, there's probably five, six of us driving down, and uh, I, we got back, and then I was super cold day, and so I started my stretch. They said it warmed up for a bit, so I started driving home, and Coach Carlson pulls, and he's like, hey, so I can't stand you, like, how you doing? And uh, I'm like, good, Coach, like, no, how are you? What are you what's up? And he's like, yeah, well, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, oh, we went out to this burger place we've been going the last few Sundays uh, on our days off uh, called Shorts. And he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, like, great spot. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, like, it's really good. They actually have these good burgers. And uh, so then the next weekend, we lose one of our games. So we're like, screw this. Like, we're not going to Shorts. <laughs> and so he goes, our coach, Carlson, goes down to Shorts. And on Monday, like he hasn't missed a practice all year for anything. And we had a guy there, Liam Walsh, who was his fourth year, and Jason Paul in his third year that said, like, Coach Carlson has never missed a practice. And, like, and he isn't there on Monday. And this was after the weekend. We didn't know yet. We didn't know he's been on short. So Monday, he's not there. Like, oh, maybe he's just sick. And then Tuesday, he wasn't there either. We're like, oh, geez, what happened? So then he comes in on Wednesday. And the thing was is that that weekend when we lost our game, he said something about how like we were going down to Iowa City. And we're like, we're like, we aren't drinking. Like I, pr- I will promise you, we're not going down there to have beers. Yeah. And, uh, he comes back Wednesday. He goes, "Well, boys, I was doing a little investigating." And we're like, "What?" <laughs> so we're all confused. <laughs> and then he brought up. He goes, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, I saw Franny in the parking lot last weekend or two weekends ago." And, he uh, was saying you guys were coming from shorts. So I went down there to do a little investigating on you guys, see what was really going on. And then he's like, but it kind of backfired on me because I got food poisoning. <laughs> so our coach goes down to this burger joint and then trying to like bust us for drinking when we're not even drinking. And then he got food poisoning on top of it. So we thought it was all unreal. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. That's a great story. That's a great story. You know what? And um, I'm sure a lot of coaches have learned from that. Just, just you know what? Do what you got to do. Be a coach. Let the boys do what they got to do. I'm sure they're doing the right thing. Yeah, let the boys play a little bit. No, absolutely, man. That's a great one. That's an absolute great one. So, uh, Will, dude, I really appreciate you coming on the pod. You gave, you gave some sick stuff, man. Some some serious adversity that you that you were able to battle early. And, and man, I wish you nothing but the best. I'm definitely going to follow your career and see... And see you come back there at, at, at Christmas break, hopefully, and, and light up Duluth. Shorty said that she was Puerto Rican. Well, like Katrina. Oh, two ten on the dashboard. Shorty be clear what you ask for. Cause you got that get right, mama. And I gotta get my baby. Listen, I don't want no problems. I just want my baby. Don't gotta put your cup down, hold on, drink freely And holla at me if you need me, baby, you should enjoy yourself Boy, stuff need no help, look, they say fly girls have more fun So what, so you should enjoy yourself, yeah, yeah, you should enjoy yourself I monto en el Phantom, baby, prendo el booster Me gasté cinco mil en un booster Do high fashion, no te cultures No eres tu otro hombre, me aburre Como en Irán, yo tengo más 
flow que el Fashion Week Diamante esmeralda como la weed Mi cama y le damos repeat Eso es lo más que le gusta Soltera anda como Brianna Aunque con él se viene Todos quieren una colombiana Pero él ya la tiene Esta soltera anda como Brianna Aunque con él se viene Always roll you up, put H's on your back 